All right, bradcooney.com would like to welcome back to the show Mr. Lawrence Gowan, of course, the vocalist and keyboardist of the rock legend Sticks. What is up, Lawrence? Welcome to the show. It's great to be back on the show again, Brad. Thanks for having me. Man, definitely. I'm honored to have you on board. Okay, a couple quick little notes, and then we'll get right into your new record and tour. Um, I wanted to yeah. get your thoughts on the, um, the this being the, the 44th anniversary of the Grand Illusion um, and how that's impacted the band and, of course, the band, the, the fans around the world. Well, Grand Illusion is, uh, is, is the quintessential Sticks album by which all other <laughs> Sticks albums are measured, <laughs> to my mind. Um, although, funny enough, my favorite album is Pieces of Eight, but uh, yeah. Grand Illusion is, is the one that kind of, you know, when you get uh, Joe Elliott from uh, Def Leppard or various people come up and say, I saw that tour, you know, oh. and it, had a, it had a profound influence on me. You know what an important record it is. And, you know, there are songs from that record that we play at every Sticks show and always will. You mm -hmm. know, obviously, you know, Grand Illusion and Fooling Yourself and Come Sail Away, those are right. staples of the show, Miss America. So um, it, 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 it's a very important album, and I love when these anniversaries come up. Because they, uh, they they're they're a moment to reflect just on how much the uh, that record meant to people. It's also it's one of my favorite records because it's what attracted me to the band was that that era when they were um, you know using a lot of the progressive rock uh, uh, motifs that that went through their records. That's that's a big part of what attracted me me to the band in the first place, and that seems to be what we're aspiring to uh, these days. Now, you hopped on board in 1999, which is a long time now. I mean, you came back, um, that's a lot of years. So when you're up there singing and singing these songs like Grand Illusion and Mr. Roboto and all the hit songs, what, what goes through your mind, I mean, when you see the expressions that, that on, on the faces of just joy and like how these songs just impacted people's lives for so long? Well, this is this is what makes it so worthwhile. Exactly what you're describing. It's, it's when you see the, the the response that comes from people and just how how meaningful these songs and this band is to is to so many. It's great to have been a part of uh, uh, of the extending the life of the band. You know, I've been with it now for 22 years. Yeah. So half the anniversary of, of Grand Illusion, and uh, over those those. Two decades plus. Uh, that's really the, what's what's so invigorating, and what what drives the band forward is the is the fact that the music still means so much to people. And it, quite frankly, you know, the classic rock is that's the great musical statement of the last half of the 20th century. So it's it's now found new generations and younger people that have embraced this type of music, and it's it's what we're still making and seeing it affect people. So I mean. Show last night, I saw right up front there were three <laughs> three kids there. I'll call them kids because they're maybe like nine, ten, eleven mm -hmm. years of age, singing the words to all these songs oh, and, and wearing their Crash of the Crown T-shirt. Yeah, that's <laughs> just not. That's pretty astounding for a band to be closing in on just a few months away from the 50th anniversary wow. of Sticks, and, and it, it still, you know, resonates with people through the ages. You know what I think helps do that. YouTube's got these reaction videos now. I'm not sure if you've watched reaction videos, but I see a lot of these. I've seen a few, I've seen a few of them. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. Yeah, tell me. They are because I've seen like sticks reaction videos and like Boston and and you know Kansas, some of the old 70s, 80s 
And these kids are like 19, 18, 20, and they're doing these reactions. And it's fun to watch them because they're, they're, they're like blind reacting. They've never heard these songs before. And they have their subscribers yeah. watch them. And it's such a, it's beautiful to see like the music that they have never heard before and see how it just lights up in their, in their face when they hear it. Yeah, I, I think those are great. Those are great because they're, they're very, they're very honest and very, uh, you know, yeah. very straight, very straightforward and, and authentic. You know, I, I, now that you say that, I did see one where I, I, a couple of guys in uh, Atlanta, I think they were, they were hip hop artists and they were reacting to Russian's Tom Sawyer. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love that. It was either that or it was Bound About. I, well, maybe I saw two of them. Um, another, another similar, you know, from, from a different musical genre. Yeah. Listening to Roundabout for the first time and just, just flipping out on, on, you know, it was blowing their minds. The same way it blew my mind when I was like 14 years old. So yeah, I, I, I shouldn't be all that surprised, but I, it's great to see. Yeah, man. Well, next time you're at the hotel, chilling, man. Just, just do a search on YouTube for sticks reactions because there's some folks doing some sticks reactions too. That's going to be, as soon as we get off this call, that's what the next thing I'm going to do. There you go. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the new record, man. I listened to the record from front to back. It's a terrific record. Crash of the Crown, really, really strong, man. Also debuted number one on the Billboard charts, which is very exciting. Talk about that. Yeah. I mean, to see that happen, that, that you know, the, the band has only hit number one on Billboard uh, once with uh, with uh, Paradise Theater. Yeah. Now they, they parse the Billboard charts to where it, it reflects all various genres. Of right. Music. So it's not, there's a country chart, there's a hip-hop chart, there's, you know, uh, an R&B chart, and there's a rock album chart. Well, we obviously fall under that category. So to enter at number one, uh, that's a first for the band. And wow. we were... We were as elated as if we were like 20 years old because uh -huh. we, we were jumping up and down, believe me. It came in a text from our manager and, you know, yeah, we were instantly, you know, on this thread where we <laughs> you should have seen our reaction videos to that. Yeah. That's exciting though, man. You guys work hard, man. You guys really work hard and the songs are so... There's so many layers and flavors and textures and so many transitions. You guys don't just slap stuff together. So that must have been really nice to see that pay off like that. We, we really worked hard on, on these last two albums. There, there was a lot of thought. I mean, it's hard to say the word work. We just spent time yeah. and we were diligent and uh, were really uh, intent on making records that could stand alongside the great classics of the band. You know, if we were going to make a new record, we wanted something where people could put on, you know, they could put on Paradise Theater and then put on The Mission and mm. not feel this uh, terrible bump in, uh, uh, and yet, simultaneously still feel that it was reflective of where the band has, has gone and how it exists in, in today's world. So with the mission, I think we were very successful at doing that, enough so that Universal said we, we, we'd like another album. Mm -hmm. And I think Crash, Crash of the Crown is all the, all the lessons learned uh, from, from the making of the mission and touring it, I think, came to fruition on, on Crash of the Crown. And we have an album that's a full album statement. You know, it's 40 minutes long, like, like albums, you know, like right. two sides of a, a vinyl record should be <laughs> or are mandated to be. And it's an experience uh, to listen to the album in its entirety and in that short span of time go through 15 little pieces of music that all are interconnected and, and take you on a, on, a, on a little adventure that um, 
that you can personalize and, and see yourself in. Yeah, man. You know, I love the mission. I really did. I'm not just saying that. I love that record. But I tell you what, this this current record, Crash of the Crown, is even better in my opinion. Um, there's just something about this record that really, really... Yeah, man, you're welcome. It just took me back, and I don't know, just took me for a ride, which is great. One of the songs that I absolutely love is The Fight of Our Lives. Um, the, the, the big chorus is in that song, and then... Really, the only problem I had with that song was I wish it could have been like 10 more minutes longer. <laughs> it's one of those songs you didn't want to end. No, it's funny. That's, that's a criticism that we, that, that, uh, that we accept gladly. Yeah. That people want the songs to be longer. And yeah. I've heard that a number of times about this album. People go, I just wish it was longer. You know, I have, I have one of the shortest songs ever on the record. And, and they call Lost at Sea. It's only 40 seconds long, but it's a really important little piece yeah. that carries you into uh, coming out. But I've, I've had so many messages from people and done interviews where they go, I want to hear the full song of that. Like, that's it. That, it, it was that, you know, that's yeah. how long it is. It's like, um, it needs to be that length in order to sit on this record and, and, and carry you into the next the next little uh, piece. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, that's an, I, I, I would say that's one of the best criticisms ever is to say I wish it was longer. And, that, and, and that's exactly how I meant that to go too. It was it was so good. It's like it was you know I was I was just closed my eyes and I was just jamming to it. All of a sudden it just stopped. I was like, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. wow. And also the song. It's a teaser. Yeah, exactly. But the the, the song is just so it has so many awesome transitions and the keyboards, of course, you. Um, now, the sticks are obviously sticks is sticks. I mean, you guys are are, are your own brand, but I got to be completely transparent and i felt a like a queenish kansas-ish oh, yeah. kind of thing in there that that was beautiful yeah. well you, you see I, I i compare this to it's going to sound kind of lofty and maybe overstated but i compare we're in an era right now where where you know, in, in the, the two two decades into well into the new millennium now, mm -hmm. we're in a decade where classic rock as as an idiom, so much of it was sculpted out by bands like Pink Floyd and Queen and Genesis and Yes and Amherst Lake and Palmer, Jeff Hotel. They, these bands really they, they they played with that genre in such a, in such a, 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 a uh, an entertaining way that you can't help but kind of harken back to it. Much like I, I use this as a comparison, much like say when Paul McCartney on like Oh Darling or you yeah. know, uh, I'm Down, those Beatles songs, he'd be he'd basically trying to do an impression of Little Richard from the fifties because so much of what he wanted that energy oh. that he wanted to be there was in the Little Richard record. So. For example, at the end of Crash of the Crown, the, the the title song, you know, we we had we had the first two sections, and when we when we came upon that last section, I just felt like this it's time for a, a Freddie Mercury type of bravado to come into the ending of this song. Nice. And by the way, if you really break it down, you can hear it doesn't sound like Freddie Mercury at all. Nobody does, but but it really is. I think we captured a little bit of the essence of that spirit of how to yes. bring home a song with that that positive, uh, uplifting sense of of, of 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 you know spiritual elation that that, that Freddie brought to so many Queen songs. So I feel that there are other parts of the album where I feel yeah we're in a little bit of Pink Floyd mood yeah. here for a moment, and then there's a little bit of a Genesis thing. Yeah. I feel a little bit of Elton creeping in every a little, now and a little then. Kansas. 
by Yellow Brick Road was a big influence on yeah. piano playing. Sure. So uh, I think all of these things are well within the bounds of what's acceptable because ultimately when you listen to it, it sounds like sticks in the end. Oh, for sure. Definitely. The influences are, are, are there and we, we wear them gladly. Yeah, 100% stick song. No doubt about it. Yeah. Just a couple spots in there had that little Queen flavor, a little Kansas flavor, but that was that's what makes the song wonderful. I mean, yeah. it was just a I great song. Good. Great song. Um, all right, let me look at my notes here. A few more things. Um, Crash to the Crown. We're talking about, okay, let's talk about Reveries now. I listened to that's another really great song. Um, and the, the, the acoustic beginning. Um, t- yeah. t- tell a little bit about the backstory of that song. That was another song that grabbed me. Sure. I, I, I'm really pleased that I got to sing that one. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, unlike Crash of the Crown, Reveries is one that I, I was not part of the writing of that song, but when when they handed me the lyrics, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I looked at, at it as, you know, to try my harmony parts out, uh, I suddenly realized, as I'm reading them, I'm like, Wow, is this is this about me? And then I, you know, I went, and, you know, looked up the word reveries. You know, I've used the word reverie. It's actually, it's actually a French word meaning dreamer. Okay. And um, uh, I, I looked it up and I thought, yeah, it's about someone who's lost in their own thoughts and has their own dreamy version of what the world is and their place in it. You know, and so mm. there's a little bit of ego involved there. And, and um, you know, I. I'm embarrassed to admit that, yeah, I've, I've got some of that rolling around in me. And so uh, I, I kind of laughed at them, and I thought, this is kind of, this is like a day in, in my life in some ways. You know, it, it describes a lot of what goes through my head in a, yeah, through, through a day. And, um, you know, they said, well, good, because we want you to sing it. Yeah. So I, I went through it, and I, I, I feel a, a strong Beatley influence in that song, quite frankly. I do, too. Uh, mixed with the, mixed with the long kind of uh, synth line that opens the song, that doubles the guitars, and that that feels yeah. very kind of Little King Emerson, Lake and Palmer, Lucky Man for a moment there. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, you know, so you know, we use we use these as markers to kind of guide us down the right path. Uh, and I think Reveries came through with all the all of the uh, the, the, the cheerful intent that I think is behind it. Well, I also like the uh, Tommy's the little lead solo. It had like a growl to it. You know what I mean? It had a little growly he, sound. Two of the things that Tommy Shaw does on guitar that are so overlooked, I think. You know, I, I don't want to say underrated because people who know how good it is, right. just pointed it out. They, they notice it, but. People can pass by that. You can be so taken by his his singing and his songwriting that you can miss the fact that he's a really remarkable guitarist. Mm-hmm. Um, and his two two aspects: the slide playing that he does. Oh yeah. And he has the use of there's a a, a piece of gear called a whammy pedal, and mm-hmm. everyone uses it a bit differently. But his his way of utilizing that when he's playing guitar is really really unique. Uh, I, I don't know of anyone that actually does it quite the same way. When he plays slide, so often I just I, I think of George Harrison the way he approaches it. But it's kind of a true southern approach, which is authentic to him being from Alabama. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, again, yeah, in Reveries, that that really comes to the forefront. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And the video is cool too. It's an animated video. I really enjoyed that. Those, you know, thanks for mentioning that. There's a couple of friends of mine in Toronto that um, are younger guys, brothers, the, the Z-Bark brothers, and, and 
I, I saw a few metal videos that they'd done lyric videos for, and they're much more entertaining than your standard uh, mm -hmm. lyric video, to my to my estimation. And um, they'd actually done one for my son's uh, metal band that I thought was really entertaining. And so when it came to doing the videos, these lyric videos for Crash of the Crown and for Reveries, I, you know, I, I, I said to the guys, look, I, I got these young fellas, they're only like 30, mm -hmm. brothers, who are really hip to kind of making it a musical, a little musical journey that you go on through their lyric videos. And so uh, they did one for Crash the Ground, and you know, Tommy and JY immediately said, yeah, get them to do reveries fast. Nice. So I really, this is the, the Z-Bart brothers, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, do you want to give your son's band a quick plug? That band is called Iomir. That's a, that's a metal band. Uh, I I O M A I R. I think it's, it's a Scottish word meaning bear. <laughs> nice, awesome. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a cool band. Yeah, that, there's that one. He, he plays in a few bands. He's a drummer, so you know. Nowadays, drummers are like. Uh, yeah, they rent them out. Know, <laughs> they're like the, they're like the goalies of hockey. They they play on a few teams. Yeah, yeah. It's like drummers get like for rent for hire. They should have on them. That, well, that's kind of how it is. Yeah. He plays, usually there's about three different bands and he's working all the time. Actually, during the pandemic, he was my drummer because he was, he yeah. was at home and uh, we uh, we made lots of streams together. We did a full concert at a, at a theater. Awesome. Uh, in, uh, empty theater with eight robotic cameras and, and we streamed that out. It was a full concert and that was one of the most... Uh, worthwhile and, and rewarding uh, things that we did over the course of that year so wow. you know it's, it's, it's good to pay attention to uh, you know when, when he brings talent along I steal it yeah man <laughs> absolutely it's nice to be able to do that with family too so how's the tour going yeah. man, and how are the fans reacting to the new record this is for, well first of all their, their reaction you know it's great when we play like light up goes into crash the crown goes into miss america it's yeah. seamless way that, that, that the songs are unfolding. The, the opening of this show is a fight of our lives that bleeds straight into Blue Collar Man. And just the way that they're embracing, I, I think it's in people's DNA right now that they want they want all the comfort blanket of the, of the, of the legacy of the band. But after the year that everyone's been through, yeah. they want something new in their lives, something fresh. And I think Crash of the Crown is, is fitting the bill for for, for Sticks, uh, you know, the Sticks faithful out there. And you can see it's very evident in their, their reaction to, the, uh, to, to all the material and just the elation in the crowd at being able to come back to concerts again is, uh, is really, it's very gratifying. Yeah, man, absolutely. Music's so, it's so therapeutical. It's like a medicine, a universal medicine. It is. It absolutely is. And if ever we needed any more proof of that, we didn't. But we got we got it during that pandemic year because it was an endless litany of, of people's, uh, you know, letting us know just how much they were missing it and how mm. important and vital it was in their lives. And um, we, we've always kind of known that, but it took until a crisis like we've been through to really underscore that to the, to the level that is uh, that it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you have a favorite... Um, song on Crash of the Crown, the new record? i got to tell you, Brad, I hate that question. <laughs> it's a different answer. When you said Fight of Our Lives, there are ten minutes who I thought, yeah, that, that is my favorite. Oh, yeah. Like, no, no, wait a minute. The last time I listened to my favorite song was, I know, my favorite song was Our Wonderful Lives and Coming Out <laughs> the Other Side. And then a few days before that, it was 
it would absolutely reveries and save us from ourselves. And you know what I mean? So yeah. jumping around like that, you know. And then, uh, you know, last night we played um, during the bow of the show, they, they played Common Ground. And as that's blasting through the PA, I'm like, no, that's my favorite song I on love this it. record. So uh, as of... As of 12 hours ago, Common Ground was my favorite song off Crashing the Crown. So there's, there's an answer to that there you go. for today. That's not a bad problem to have, though. That's a pretty good problem, actually. And it was too short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And look, I'm dead serious about about the song. When I, when I was listening to it, it just stopped. Yeah. And I was like, damn. I mean, literally, yeah. I wanted to keep going. Yeah, well, move that needle back, daddy <laughs> Absolutely, man. All right, uh, let's see. I just about covered everything. Um, what, what can the fans expect out of Sticks? You think? I know. Obviously, you guys are touring. I think you're in New Jersey tonight, right? Yeah, we are. Uh, the um, uh, you're, you're going to expect you know a Sticks show with with an extra little cherry on top with the with the new pieces that are weaving in and out of the of the classics. You know, yeah. you're going to hear. A lot of you still hear a lot of Crystal Ball and, and uh, a lot of the Grand Illusion, the Piece of Eight, and Paradise Theater album, and we do Mr. Roboto and you know all of those standard things that really forged the uh, put people in, put sticks into people's minds where where they don't seem to be moving, and uh, that alongside you know a really energetic, vital band that just loves doing what they do, and it's it's very infectious the audience and you guys are touring all the way to january i think is that correct oh at least we, we're going to go as long as we possibly can until they tell us we have to stop if, <laughs> if things take a turn for the worse yeah you know we, yeah. Have, we have to be aware that we're, we things could take a turn for the worse and we don't want to we don't want to see that and uh, we just hope people take whatever measures they uh, they deem necessary to to keep themselves safe and healthy and, yeah. uh, and coming stick shows I, I, I know you probably can't say it, but I'll say it. I, I, I pray everybody gets vaccinated and mask up as you need to because I just want I want the world to be safe, and and that's I, that's I, it. Me, me too. I mean, that's that, that I believe that that's the right thing. But I'm I, I also can understand how people can be very confused and very. That's a fact. Um, there's a lot going on in the, uh, in the on the internet and in the media yep. that's keeping that's keeping us very divided, and, and I understand that because I sometimes go down those those paths as well. But ultimately, I, I do believe that um, you know people will 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 be will come to the right conclusion. You know, and I don't want to say it because it's like no, I'm you don't have idiots. to. You don't have to. I, I understand the different mindset in America, but. Right. In Canada, we're doing better now. We were doing really poorly, and now that, that people are, are uh, getting themselves protected, uh, we're doing better. Absolutely. So that's, a, that's going to be the ultimate test of whether whether this thing works or not. Um, 100%. I just, I, like, like yourself, I just want people to be healthy and safe, regardless of what their, exactly. um, what, what their beliefs are. 100%. All right, brother. Look, I always, I, I just love talking to you. I'm excited about this record. I'm excited about you guys' tour. Um, I really just, I, I hope you guys just keep doing your thing. So give me some closing thoughts for all the fans out there and where they can get your music, uh, where they can follow you guys, the whole nine yards. Okay, so now that we're on Universal Records again for the last two albums, for Mission and Crash of the Crown, all the streaming services that you can think of, the Spotify and the, the Notify and Stixify, whatever, all of those things are, is available on. 
Uh, Amazon, I know because we went to number one on the Amazon uh, chart as well. So obviously you can you can order the vinyl album, the CD, the you know I think you can even get the digital one there too. So there are all kinds of ways of getting music nowadays. Or even better still, come to a stick show and get the CD there yeah. along with the T-shirt and the button. <laughs> yeah, you know that's important. It's important. Let me jump in real quick. Really important to get merchandise. I'm talking to the fans because you know it's not like the old days. The old days it was a lot easier for bands to make money. Now it's different. Yeah. Merchandise is really important. So you can really show your love and support not only by buying the record but also get that merchandise. Brad, that's that's. Thank you for saying that. That is great. We really ultimately, it's just what matters most is that people enjoy the music as much as as much as we enjoy playing it. But the reality is that that you you know the, uh, the recording part of the world is, is is not quite enough for a band, especially a band of of, of the stature of Sticks, exactly. to to survive. You know, the the ultimate compliment now is that people, you know, pay pay for the music and 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 come buy a ticket to the show. That's what's mm -hmm. going to keep us. Going and, and fortunate, we're one of the fortunate bands that have, you know, millions of people that do that. But for younger bands, I, I would say it's even more vital. Absolutely. You know what you what you just said. You know, a T-shirt can make the difference uh, between them surviving another week and, and not surviving. And, and it's, it's a shame, especially when you see good bands going down because they couldn't uh, mm. they couldn't keep enough uh, enough dollars in their pockets. Yeah, man, it's well said. All right, Lawrence, man, thank you so much for doing this interview, and I hope to get you back on soon, bud. Always a pleasure, Brad. Great to talk to you. I'm glad you're doing well, and uh, I look forward to our next chat. Absolutely. Have a good one. Have a great tour. Thank you. Cheers.